Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode. I am your guy, Devon Jones. This is Mr. Haskin, the defensive player of the year. What's up? What's going on, brother? How you been? Been all right, man. Been all right. Man. What about you? Man, just, you know, working every day, trying to get better. Hey man, you got you got to go. You're going to have to write when you see Lee CSU. Hey man, you already know it. After after here, uh, gotta gotta go try to make some money. But so we, the main goal, everybody want to be a pro, obviously, whether it be NBA or whatever it is. That's right, man. And we have someone who is uh been a trailblazer for you, someone whose footsteps you kind of following in your own way. Uh, so why don't you introduce our next guest for today all right so today we got a very special guest for y'all man so this guy was uh really probably the first like pro i was ever like very cool with so the guy we finna bring on was a, a former csu student former csu basketball player did big things when he was here uh great player and uh even better person and he's been somewhat of a mentor for me since i met him in like the short two years that i know him so uh, without further ado, man, I want to introduce you to, to y'all, uh, Landry's Horn, a.k.a. Zay. So, uh, y'all say what's up to Zay. What's going on? What's going what's on? Up, bro? Glad to be what's here. Up, what's up? <laughs> man, so, Zay, t- tell us what you've been up to, man. you in the offseason right now, so so tell us what, what's been going on. Man, I've been trying to prepare for next season, man. It's a long season, you know. You got to prepare your body now or you'll start tearing down as, a, as the season goes. Cause like I said, man, it's, it's a nine, ten month season. This ain't college where you play five, six months, you know. So that's why I've been trying to get my body ready for. That's what's up, man. So, uh, so first, man, let take us into Young Zay. Tell the people uh, about yourself and where you're from, and you know how you got started in basketball. Um, I'm from Decatur, Alabama, so I'm from North North Alabama. Uh, even though I know about Demopolis and all that, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I went to Dixie Mills, Marengo High School. I know all that little area down there, but uh, I'm from Decatur, Alabama. I ended up graduating from Austin uh, High School in Decatur. Um, I started playing basketball when I was like four, somewhere in there, four or five. Um, It's in my blood. My mom, she played at Georgia College. My dad went to Georgia College, transferred, uh, went to Athens State. So it kind of ran in my family. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much how this guy started with basketball. All right, so uh, take us into your, uh, you know, your high school career and, like, how you end up, uh, like, getting into college basketball and all uh, your whole journey into that. Bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. So my ninth grade year, I didn't play. Didn't play my ninth grade year. Um, I got pulled off the team for my grades. Um, I had like I think like two C's or something of that nature, so I didn't play my ninth grade year. Tenth uh, grade year, I moved three different high schools, so I played like one month maybe. So I played like four games, didn't really play. I moved schools again. My eleventh grade year, I moved to Austin. I played JV and varsity, so I was playing both. You know what I'm saying? You know how that goes. New, you new there. They just gonna squeeze you in where you fit in. And then my senior year, I ended up starting and uh, ended up getting a, getting an offer going junior college. That was really the only thing I had. Uh, I only had, like, two schools. It was, like, Wallace State, Hansville, and the school I ended up signing to, LBW, in Andalusia. So. What made you choose them? LBW? Yeah. Man, honestly, uh, I get down there, and my coach is, like, an older guy. So, like, he keeping it straightforward, like, he telling me, like, you're going to come down here, you're going to play, and it's up to you if you go to another school or not. Wallace Hansville, they kind of like beating around the bush. Well, we like you, but we we looking at some other players, so, like, we want to get you on a tryout. And I'm like, why would I go and try out when I got a scholarship to go play at another JUCO, and they just as good? Matter of fact, ended up playing them in the playoffs to go to state, and we ended up beating them. So, I mean, it worked out. Did you take that game personally when y'all matched up? Of course. Up? Of course. I was hot. Wallace Hansville, that's like 30 minutes from where I'm from. You know, I'm still around home. So, like, my family can come to the games. Now I'm at another school. I'm like five and a half hours away. 
it's like, you know what I'm saying? You want to stay home. All your folks can come to the game. Or do you want to go to another school? And it's like, you know, yeah, they're not going to be at every game, but you're going to play. And you're going to have a chance to go to another school. So I had to make a business decision. Man, that, them college decisions really be like that. Like, yeah, man. It's rough. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. It's rough. Man, but some of the best advice a guy ever gave me, uh, one, uh, I don't know if you know Mike Scott. He's from Demopolis, but he mm-hmm. used to be – he was a big-time hooper back in the day, mm-hmm. like, before I, I got in high school. So Mike gave me some of the best advice in my, like, time hooping. He said, man, go to the school that wants you, not just the school that you want to go to. Definitely. And he was like, because if you go to the school you want to go to and they don't treat you like they want you like that, like that, then you'll get up there and they're going to really treat you like that, like, when you start, like, playing there. So go to the school that wants you. And, like, boy, that's some of the best advice anybody ever gave me because, like, every school I didn't play for, like, they wanted me to be there and I felt that. And then, you know, I hear guys like you that, like, everybody got the same type, like, type story. Like, the school, like, I, I wanted to go there, but they weren't really being straight up with me or, like, they wasn't, like, offering right away and stuff like that. And you just can't fool with stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. But, so, you played at LBW. So, tell us about uh, your two years there. How did that go? My first year, um, it was a big jump. Uh, it was a big jump because in high school, you know, like it's not a lot of people that's really athletic. So like when mm-hmm. you get to the junior college, it's like it's a bunch of people that play similar to you, more athletic. And these is like guys is like ain't got the grades, but they supposed to be division one. So they got to sacrifice and come down a year or two years. I have a loan. So my first year was a big jump. I really didn't shoot the three like that. So I had to make myself, like, get in the gym, like, make a three. Because it's like, you're going down here. These ain't no 6'2 guys like high school. This is 6'8", 6'9". And they jumping just as high as you. So I think my first year, that was my year of adjusting. Uh, Granted, I didn't do bad. I was averaging, like, 12, 13 points. And then um, my second year is really when I picked it up. That's when I, I'm like, all right, I got the hanger. I know how everything going to work. I, that's when I got the 15, 16 points a game. At one point, I had got up to, like, 23. Then I hit, like, the little slump. So, you know, it's it's a process. You got to trust the process. That's it's, that's really how it is. Basketball is ups and downs, but you got to trust yourself and trust your process and by keeping your confidence up. What was your biggest adjustment from high school to year one and from year one to year two? My biggest adjustment, high school. So how my high school worked, we didn't do upper body. Everything was was lower body. So, like, mm-hmm. our coach motto was, yeah, you might not be the strongest, but you're going to be able to run, you're going to be able to jump, you're going to be very athletic. My biggest thing from high school to junior college my first year was, okay, now everybody doing the same thing, but they stronger up top. So I'm going through the lane. I'm getting bumped everywhere. I'm flying. And it's like, oh, yeah. So now going from year one to year two, I know what I need to work on. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get a little stronger, whether it's like my forearms or something. I got to be able to, to hold my own ground. So if somebody bumped me, I got to be able to hold my own. And I think that was the biggest thing, jumping from really both years, really just strength, really. Mm-hmm. Boy, I remember them days because, hey. you know, I, I'm skinny right now, but, like, I'm bigger than I used to be. But coming out of high school, going to college, boy, was getting bumped around. Like, <laughs> and I'm a big, you was on the wing and stuff, so, you you know, it's a little better for you. But you getting bumped on the run. I'm down there, like, but dudes, like, hitting me, like, shoulder to the chest, like, wall up. You just got to take the lick. That one I knew, so I, I, but that one I knew, I was like, yeah, the weight room is serious. Cause I didn't take the weight room serious at all in high school. I was like, ah, you know, I jump high, I'm fast, you know, I'm thinking I'm good. And then in high school, when nobody really sticking with that, like that was enough. Got to college, and them boys started running offense, and they were dumping it down to the post. I said, oof, <laughs> you learn quick. But so uh, after your two years at LBW. Uh, you know, you finished up. You played. You played two good years there. Y'all, y'all, you know, and y'all was really part of the last 
no, no offense to uh, LVW, but y'all was part of like the last good team they had there. Like it hadn't been the same since you little. So, uh, tell me about like that when you know your career there came to an end and you getting ready to decide to what school you going to next. Yo, and you going back into the recruiting process. Man, honestly, I think that was the most stress I was, even though I knew I was going to get something. But that was probably the most stressful part of my recruiting. Because, like I said, out of high school, I didn't really have a recruitment process. It was really two schools. You can go to one, you can go to the other. Now I got five, six schools coming at you like, man, when you going to sign or you go on a visit, they like, all right, to give me a week to sign to see what you want to do but this, this is april so i'm like hey man i don't want to i don't want to wait too late but i don't want to sign too early see what i'm saying mm-hmm. so with that i don't know man it was, it was like i said it was stressful but once i got to columbus state i talked to coach more and everything i was like yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna sign you and then my whole family was down they all talking and joking with the coaches coach more he was you know what i'm saying Man, you know Coach Moore. Coach Moore doing Coach Moore stuff, being funny, acting stupid. So I'm like, yeah, this is a good time. And then on top of that, the other schools, they weren't selling me on the pros. So, like, you come and then my, when I come to your office and you, like, you give me out your offer and then on top of your offer, you give me a list of 14 people ahead of me that play pro. That's going to sell me. That's going to do it. Right. I go to four other schools. And they like, yeah, we're going to give you the ball. We're going to give you this amount of money and all this. But you haven't said nothing about people going overseas or continuing their they basketball career. Because at the end of the day, everybody can't make it to the NBA. I'm going to just keep it real with you. Everybody's not going to make it to the NBA. But you can be a pro somewhere else. You might be good enough to go overseas to Italy or go to overseas to Greece or somewhere and make, make money. I know people right now that's making 20 30k a month and they ain't in the NBA so I had to that was my decision that was separated from the state my recruiting process when you go and you showing me a list of 14 people in front of me and then on top of that on my visit it's a guy right there that's working out so I with your Corey Payne I'm, I'm walking I'm taking my visit he's in the gym shooting and he's like oh yeah he just signed to go play pro in Armenia so like when you got like mm-hmm. stuff like that, you're approving. That's gonna set you up. So I'm like, why would I not sign to Columbus State if I can go pro? You know. So nice. I feel like once I came on this visit, it was a no-brainer for me. I was that's all. Well, that's crazy because when I was in my recruiting process, you was on the list of uh, guys. I was like, yeah, this guy just signed pro to play in Macedonia. He got the last spot. <laughs> like. That's, that's, like, I was thinking the same way, like, man, y'all sending guys pro like that, like, it's almost like, like how they say Kentucky is like, like, NBA, uh, like an NBA factor, like, anybody go to Kentucky, go NBA, uh, go automatically make it to the NBA, basically, or Alabama football, go automatically make it to the NFL, and so, hearing that, it's like, you can't help, it's like, man, if, I, if this is what I want to do, then why would I not come here, like, I'm trying to play for a living. So and this the place. Obviously, they whatever they doing, they getting guys pro. So, like, like you was one of them guys for me. He was like, yeah, uh, Zay Horn played for last year. Uh, getting ready for the right now. I'm like, dang, this year that's crazy. I, I looked you up and everything. Like, I ain't never tell you that because I ain't want that to go to your head. Man. But like, <laughs> I looked you up. I started watching your film and stuff. I was like, yeah, like, so I can do that. I can lock in, like. Like, that's just one, one of them things that sell you on anybody program, for real. But, so, you end up signing Columbus State. And, you know, like, well, first off, tell us about your first year here. Because everybody, like, I realize everybody has that adjustment from JUCO to playing on the four-year level. Same way you have from high school to JUCO, like, so tell us what your adjustment period was like your junior year, first year here at Columbus State. I think my biggest adjustment was just it felt like it felt like college basketball now. Like hmm. uh, we get here and it's like, oh yeah, we got weight room at early morning weight room at at, at, at six. Be here at six. You ain't here, it's the issue, you're running. Or it's like 
it was just a big transition because once again, like, yeah, my junior college, I didn't go to like the best junior college. It wasn't ran like no college program. So it's like, it's more of a get it on your own. So when I get here, it's like, oh yeah, this is structure. Like we're doing it this way at this time. You're not here, it's an issue. And when I came in, there was nobody here. So it was like a fresh, fresh batch. So like everybody I came in with was new. So it's like six new people. So everybody fighting for a position. So I didn't really get the experience of having to compete with somebody that was like, oh, this guy been here three years. He's the best player. I never had to really go through that. So I think my, my process from going from junior college to here was kind of smooth because it was like everything is up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, after uh, your junior year, uh, you kind of like step into that role of like, okay, you one of the guys now. So, so tell us about your senior year here and uh, the things you accomplished and, and how did that go for you? Yeah, we came off the uh, it was an average year. It wasn't like nothing special. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like everybody knew we still trying to gel together. And it was like our senior year, just like do or die year. Like it's either we either gonna win something and people gonna sign and go pro, or it's it's gonna be tricky. This gonna be the last year. Everybody finna get in the real world, we finna get jobs and life in the star hit. So I think we got to a point where it was just like everybody really just want to win like it was that was the only time i was on the team where it's just like everybody on one page we all trying to win granted we didn't have considering the conference we didn't have the best, best team i'm not gonna say we was just the number one team in the league but we we ended up like competing with each other so like my senior year was more of like more a team ball other than like iso and people going after the wars because i think that's what messes up the team when you got one person going after a award and then it's like, all right, yeah, he open, but I'm trying to get mine. You know what I'm saying? People trying to keep the average. This team, it was just like, man, whoever hot, give them the ball. Whoever, you know what I'm saying? Whoever got it going, we giving it to them. That was, that was just the bottom line. Even if like people had disagreements and people didn't like each other, we didn't take that on the floor. So like, yeah, me, and you might not see eye to eye off the floor, but on the floor, you my teammate. We're going to win. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to win. And after the basketball game, I don't care what you do. You know what I'm saying? You got to speak to me. I got to speak to you. But I think that was the biggest thing I've seen here was, was when people started putting their stuff to the side and we started like really trying to win. And we got to a point where we was beating Pembroke, number one team, beating Gus off a game, game winner. We had finally got going. People were buying in. We ended up finishing, like, I think we finished fifth in the league. So now we coming into the tournament. Tournament senior year, uh, we like, all right, we didn't beat Pembroke before. We got to play them first game. We can really win this. We can really go to the championship. Then when we go, and this was so funny, we get to we get to Lambert. Lambert's number one team. We get to Lambert. We, we have the girls is, is in the tournament. We in the tournament. We all take one bus up. They a nice hotel. They put us in like a motel. Like I'm talking about terrible. Like people sleeping in their jumpsuits. Like it was terrible. <laughs> After that night, we was all like, like then it was like we don't care what we got to do. We're gonna win this game. It don't matter. Everybody was on one accord, one page. We ain't coming here. Usually people be laughing and joking when nobody laughing, when nobody playing. We was dead serious. All right. So then this is towards the end of the year. Where we start picking it together. We go, we beat Pembroke. We make it to the championship game. Same thing. Everybody locked in. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is – we locked in. Everybody is focused. We get up. We play in the championship game. At half, we go up 20. Now people are like, all right, we're going to win. Let me, let me get the shot. So I'm trying to get some awards. You know what I'm saying? People are like, all right, well, I ain't get all conference. But I get all tournament teams. Man, when that happened, it went all downhill. Quick. Blew a 20-point lead. I think we ended up losing by like two or three. And it was like everything we had worked for just went right back, back down the drain. But my senior year, we, that was the first team that we was like, first team I ever played on. Like we was all together 
like on one accord until the end, until when we really needed it. It was all on one accord to the end. But if I go back, I don't take nothing back. I don't have no regrets. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't meant to be. But that's that's how I see you. But you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Mm, that's tough, man. Yes. That's tough. So what did you learn about yourself through that whole process of uh from JUCO to CSU? What did you learn about yourself in that process? My biggest thing was confidence. I think that's the biggest thing I learned out of my whole college career was just being confident in myself. Because it's like, like on the floor, if you don't have confidence, you ain't got nothing. In high school, I went, you asked Nelson, I'm, I'm the biggest trash talker. I can be not hitting a shot. I'm still talking to you like I done made every shot. I think ever since I got that, that more of a dog in me, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. So from high school to junior college, junior college to, to, to the two-year at Columbus State, my biggest thing was confidence. That was my biggest thing I learned. He ain't lying because when I first met Zay, and, you know, Zay came home from Macedonia, and he came back to Columbus to, you know, hoop and work out and stuff. And so, you know, they had already told me a bunch about Zay, like, but I ain't never met him. I'm just, like, going on what I heard. So I came up to him, dap him up and stuff. We cool. He said, I'm a cool dude. I'm like, all right, bet, bet, bet. That's what's up. So we finna hoop. And, like, he hit me with some kind of move. He hit me with some kind of move, and then, like, he kind of shifted me a little bit. Then he drove and he bumped me, laid me. He said, excuse me, laid the ball up. <laughs> and then he started doing the little the little YouTube little thing and stuff and like both typing it up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I ain't never forgot, like, but the next time I saw Zay, I ain't dap him up. I ain't say what's up, nothing. I was just like, nah, I'm gonna take the ball up. Like, like, I gotta get that back. So all last summer, I took that match up against Zay personally. He, I don't even know if he knew it, but I took that jump personally. <laughs> and Coach Butler, Coach Butler even said it because Coach Butler said, Nelson, I, I wish you guarded everybody like they were Zay Horn. Because when Zay be out here, you be, you be in the perfect defensive stands. You don't be gambling. You don't be reaching. I said, nah, Coach Butler, I can't let Zay get me no more. If that's how you going to be talking to me, I can't let him score on me consistently because – I'll be doggone somebody talking about bumping me and they saying, excuse me, and they lay the ball up. Like, no, I can't let <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, confidence take you a long way, man. I'm telling you, confidence take you. When I've learned that, you can – you somebody can be better than you. It's just the fact that you're talking to them and, and you kind of get going. I'm telling you, that – I'm telling you, it worked. Ever when I figured that out, I said, oh, yeah, it's up from here. What's so up? did the confidence grow first and then the game follow, or did the game follow? Did the game grow and then the confidence grew behind it? I think my game, my game came first, but once my game came, I was like, "Yeah, it's coming." But you know what I'm saying? Like, once I got to chirping with you, now now I'm in your head too. So now it's like I done got going and I'm in your head. It's like, oh yeah, it's over. It's over, and and that's like even when Nelson, like even when Nelson, first time I met Nelson, I'm like, all right, I because I didn't watch, I was watching their game, so I'm like, all right, he kind of athletic, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got great on ball defense. I'm like, all right, I and the games, I'm like, it don't look like nobody say nothing. So I'm like, all right, I'm a I'm a church to him first. D never, never guard, never he's never guarded me. I'm not knowing just first time beating him. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on your head. Like I'm just talking, <laughs> and it's like okay, you know what I'm saying. You have to feel people out, but once you feel them out, like Nelson, that's my dog. I promise you. But that's with anybody. I'm a, I'm a talk to you. It's basketball. That's how I get myself going. Cause it's like mm -hmm. if ain't nobody talking, it's like man, we just out here. It ain't we ain't having fun. It's it's like, yeah, it's like man, you know what I'm saying. Just another day in the gym. Like I guess like I ain't into it. It's just like bro, we went a lose. But once we get to talking, everybody talking, I'm like, oh yeah. This good basketball right here. This this what I like. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Man, that's funny, boy. Cause like, like when we be playing, like now, like, like now it's like Zay. I, like I promise you, Zay made the hoop session better just being in there. Because like, like even the other week when we, me and Zay were both working basketball camps, and we've been playing like pickup at uh, at the school every night, just about or like every week, and mm -hmm. so. Me and Zay working basketball camps at, uh, in the afternoon, so got they we not there. 
guys still hooping. Uh, our assistant coach Carl and uh, Zay, actually Zay, former teammate, he takes me on. We usually don't play on Fridays. He takes me. He's like, "You want to play tomorrow?" Because the guys talking about it, it ain't the same without you and Zay. I was like, "It ain't the I'm same." Telling you. I'm telling <laughs> they don't play basketball. <laughs> I'm telling so, you. And the thing is, man, the thing is, like, people let stuff like every little thing bother them, and you man. can't play basketball like that. There's no way. There's no way. You, Everything, everything somebody say to you now, you like ready to fight. You fouling, they got you out of character now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, that's even like when I go to a pickup and I'm like messing with somebody, like one of the younger guys. It's like I'm bumping them, and I'm like I'm just getting his skin because it's like once you learn how to play through that, ain't too much gonna phase you. It don't matter what nobody say to you, you're gonna be able to play regardless. You know what I'm saying? But I think that's the only thing. Like with people nowadays, it's like. You can't really talk, you know what I'm saying? Everything, everybody ready to fight. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's basketball, bro. It, it ain't nothing personal. It's all basketball. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why – I feel like that's why I can vibe. I can vibe with Zay because, like, Zay know how to leave it on the floor. Like, yeah, he can, it's he can a, be talking crazy to you. But, like, when the game over, you're like, hey, man, good game, boy. And yeah, like, like, come on, man. You got to learn, like – so the guy, type of guy I am, like, once you do that, I'm like, ah, he's still cool. Like, we can – like, just leave it on the floor, you know what I'm saying? And it's over with. Definitely. Definitely. So, uh, you had, so you, your college career over with, you know, y'all, you, like you said, y'all lost in the championship game, but you had a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. And so, um, then, you know, you're getting ready to try to start your pro career and COVID hits. So, so first go into what you, what you thinking at that time and like, what was it like going through that whole process? And it was rough. I'm not, it got to a point where I was just like, man, I'm just like, I'm finna give it up. Like, cause when COVID hit, everything pretty much shut down. So it's like, I'm coming in at a bad time. Like, And then the people that sign and they like, we don't want rookies. Cause it's like, why would I get a rookie? Somebody that ain't been over here when I can go and get somebody that's been playing two, three years, they're a little bit more experienced. So now it's like I'm going through the process of trying to find an agent. Now it's with the agents. You got fake agents. You got scams. It's, now I'm getting on the political side of basketball. So now it's like, all right, I got to find an agent. I got to trust this agent to get me something, make sure that he ain't trying to mess me over because it's a lot of dirty agents out here. So now I'm in the process of finding an agent. Now I find an agent, and now you get me deals, but it's like I can go to – I can go and, you know what I'm saying, pretty much anywhere and make this kind of money. I can go to McDonald's and make more money that, than this contract you offer me. Mm-hmm. And they like, man, COVID hit, everybody in bankrupt, money down, they can't afford it. So now it's to the point where, like, usually teams, they your first year you'll start off 1300 1400 Now they can only offer $250 a month. So it's like. Do I go over there just to get my name out there, hoping that COVID will be over soon? Or do I stay home, sit out a year? But if I sit a year, it's going to be harder for me to get over there because now they want people that's been playing consistently. So it's like now I'm in a bind, like, you know what I'm saying? What do I do? So it got to the point where now it's a waiting game. You know, like, it's like I didn't work this hard, like, to be a pro. Now it's time. And it's like COVID Everything shut down. So now everything at a standstill. You know, gyms is closed. These coaches is like, let me see a picture of your body because they like everything closed. So they want to make sure you're doing stuff on your own. And, you know, when COVID hit, everybody was gaining a little weight because it's like, you know what I'm saying? The gyms closed. It's like it's not the same going outside. Yeah, I'm working out, but I'm tearing my knees up trying to work out because I'm on the concrete every day. So it's like, you got to pick and choose, like, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm gaining weight. I went from, I think when the season ended, I think COVID hit that 2020, it was like middle March or something like that. From March to I think like September, I had went from like 185 to like 215, solid, like big guard, like big guard. And it's like, I go over here and I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. So now... September come, I done seen a lot of people I done played against, they signing. So now I'm getting more anxious. I'm like, man, I just, 
I just killed him the whole season. They they signed him. Like why why ain't got nothing yet? He wouldn't even he didn't even make all conference team and awards and he gets signed. So it's like now I'm waiting, still waiting, still waiting. So then uh October come and it's like, oh, we got you a deal. So now it's like, all right, do I take a pay cut or do I wait a year? So now it's to the point where I done got desperate. So it's like, man, I can go over here for some chump change to get my name out there, but it eventually it'll work out for me because if COVID keep going, the market going to be still low, but I have a better chance next year if COVID's still hitting because I got a year under my belt. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take the deal. You know what I'm saying? I go over there, and I go over there for chump change. I can't even lie to you. Like, that was the most that disrespected I felt in my life, literally, as a pro. I'm like, this don't even feel like I'm a pro. Like, I'm over here for nothing, basically. I'm over here on a hope and a dream. But like I said, it's it's all about risk and, and confidence in yourself to where it's like, all right, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get something done. So I can go and keep moving up. And it worked out for me because now it's like from where I started, and I ain't going to say the exact number, but I was under 1,000 my first year. So now I'm cracking 3K. You know what I'm saying? I have another good year. I could be pushing five or six. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It ended up working out. But COVID, COVID definitely was – it was definitely a test. That was definitely – that was definitely a test. That was definitely trusting the process. Like when I say trusting the process, I really mean trusting the process, not knowing if like that's it. Like is basketball over with? Am I just gonna be another person that was in a play college ball? I'm gonna be an adult league, just you know what I'm saying, going to work, coming, just playing after just to stay in shape. That's really what it got down to. So COVID was tough, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That was it was a process. Mm. So what about your time at CSU felt like prepared you for the pros? I'll say Coach Moore did a good job at making you earn stuff if in a sense. Mm. Um it was never like given. So like my whole time at CSU, it wasn't like Oh yeah, you finna come in here. You finna do this. We finna give you the ball this many times. You gon' we gonna make sure you get your shots. No, it wasn't like that at all. Is everybody on a clean slate? Yeah, what you did in junior college that don't mean nothing. That don't mean you on a clean slate. And I think when I when I went through that, that helped prepare me for my my pro year because it's like same thing. On top of that, when I did find a team, I'm coming in late. So they already got their rotation. They already got their guys. They've been playing. They already got their established best players. So I'm coming back on a clean trait. So I'm used to having to work my butt off to crack this lineup. So I think that was the biggest thing that helped me from CSU. That's valid because Coach Moore ain't – Coach Moore never gave, gave nothing to nobody. Like, yeah. You, dude, he going to give you a fair it. chance to earn it. Like, that's one thing I will say about Coach, Coach Moore have never – that I've seen. He's never just gave, like, oh, here, you're start. No. If, if you in practice and something's going on and you're not doing your job, somebody else is going to take your job. Mm. That's just – that's real life. If you go – if you got a regular job in real life, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. It's a thousand other people that want that same job that you got. And they can easily replace you. It's the same thing. So I think when I experienced that, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, I can easily go find somebody else that do the same thing you do. Might be taller, might be even more athletic than you. They would love to be here. So once I figured that out, and I'm like, everything on a clean tray, you got to earn everything. Ain't nothing given. That helped me out the long, long way, even now. I'm going to a new team because I was at a team for two years. Even now, same thing. It's a clean trade. They not giving me nothing. I got to earn everything. Mm. So I think that was the biggest thing. Mm. Man, so <clears throat> you you messed around and and got got you a deal. You say it was for chunk change, but you still a pro. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. talk to you, talk to us about your adjustment. 
and uh, from going from college ball to pro. And what was it like on your first team in, in a new country? What tell us what that whole experience was like? Man, outside of basketball, I think that was the most like culture shock I ever been. Like, I get to a country, it's like everything is different. Buildings, everything, like literally the way they do stuff, street signs, cars, lights, everything is different. I'm like, y'all really live like this. Like, y'all really live like this over here. Like, and this is like normal for y'all. That was my biggest thing. I'm like, I was in culture shock. I'm like, I'm looking for food. It's like, what is this? Like, what is this? Like, what is on this plate? Like, there's no way I'm finna eat this. Like, where's Burger King? You know what I'm saying? Where's the American stuff? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember my first my first day, I had Domino's. I'm like, all right, this is cool. You know what I'm saying? We went to like a teeny restaurant. It was like a traditional like restaurant. They brought out food, but this food is like, it's not so much of like you get your own food. It's like a platter. So like they bring out like a platter of meats, a platter of cheese, a platter of like different just stuff. And everybody just picking off of it. And I'm like, what is what is this? I seen a, a hot dog with a wrapper on it. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, like. It was that was that was my biggest thing. It's like just seeing stuff I'm not used to. I think that was like off the court my biggest shot. On the court, on the court, the, I don't really think it was a big difference. And the only thing that was is like if the big man can sit in the paint. He can be just it can be a six ten. He just sit under the paint, just sit under the goal. And it's like you know in the, in the states, it's like you moving in and out, ball movements. It's like everybody is flowing. It's different. You moving the whole time. Here it's like, oh no, we got a big man sitting under the rim. He's sitting there. So you go by him. If you get by your man, you go into him. And he's 16, just sitting under here. Or you go and you shoot, you might shoot a jumper and it roll off the rim and the big man just come and knock it off the rim. So now it's like, what? Like this ain't gold 10? So like little stuff like that on the back on the floor was the biggest adjustment for me. And on top of that hand check over there. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna I'm keep it. I'm gonna keep it hundred with you. If it's a, a domestic player and they guarding you, do not look for no foul because they are not calling it. <laughs> I can guarantee you they are not calling it. My first year, I had a referee. I think I went up for a layup. Dude, just literally just pushed me out the air. I look at the referee. The referee said, "Man, get up. You're flopping. You're like you're a black American. Make it," and walked off. And I'm like, wow. Dang. This this is, is wild. this is overseas. This is this is what I gotta deal with every game. So like dealing with stuff like that, that was the biggest adjustment. It was just getting used to how they play and just they way of basketball. Cause like at the end of the day, they're gonna make it to where it's even. Whether they say they not, they're gonna make basketball even. Okay, he's more athletic, he's faster, he's taller. Uh the people that's his height can't move that fast and they're not jumping that high. So let's let's make it even. Oh, I can't do a jab and go. I gotta make sure the ball hits the ground first, then I can go. Cause it's a it's an unclear advantage. So they say a referee comes hey. to you, no, you can't sweep through because it's an unfair advantage. He doesn't have time to recover. And I'm like, so that's my fault. Right, you know what I'm saying? So like, because he can't guard. Exactly. So that's my fault. Like, so like, just little stuff like that. That was my biggest like concern because it used to be frustrating. Like my first game, uh, my first game, I pulled my hamstring, and the coach like, oh no, you you still got to play. Like it's your debut, you got to play. And I'm like, coach, I'm not a hundred. Like, first of all, I just came over here. I was already kind of out of shape as it was. On top of that, there's no heating in the gym. It's 19 degrees outside. I'm practicing in a, a pullover and sweats. I've never pulled my hamstring ever in my life. I can barely walk, cut, jump, anything. And I still got to play. You're like, yeah, we're going to try you. We've been, you've been going to therapy, so I think you'll be good. I get out there. I play like eight minutes, zero points. 
And they like, ah, can he play? Is he good? Like, who is this guy? So now COVID hit, people get sick. So it's like a two-week period where I'm like, all right, now my hamstring back. Oh, yeah. Oh, so y'all think I can't play? That's what it is. I come out, come, and then I'm coming off the bench. I'm like, all right, cool. I be Lou Will. I be a six, man. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no problem as, as I'm playing. My second game, 19. The next game, 31. So now it's like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm getting the hang of it. Now all these little ticky-tack fouls, I'm playing through that. So it's like, oh, yeah, I done figured it out. It's over. Man, that's crazy. I never knew stuff like that was going on, boy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Woo, boy. Glad I'm learning it now because, hey, man. man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, I, I, I've heard yeah. of guys talk about that where, you know, like a J.R. Smith or something like that that went overseas and they're just like, it's a totally different ball game. Like you said, they they call a travel on something like a sweep through because you got to put the ball down first before you move your feet. And like mm-hmm. if you American, especially if you black and American, you ain't getting none of those calls. So like Nothing. I've heard a little bit here and there, but it's like I think it's that bad though for real. Man, I thought it's kind of making stuff up a little bit, but like I heard more and more of it. And you just came through. I'm just like, that's wild, bro. So that's that's it's still kind of shocking to me. I'm telling you, that was like once again, like just being from CSU, I had heard about it, but I'm like, all right, like maybe I might believe it a little bit, but maybe you always exaggerate. Then I actually yeah. got there and I'm like, oh no, they weren't lying. Like they're for real. Like they're dead serious. Hmm. Well, I I remember uh, our good friend Christian, uh, who's also a pro, uh he, uh, I remember him telling me that uh, he played a game, and I think he said they was in the playoffs too. Actually, and he said he played a game and uh, overseas, and the gym that was playing at the clock broke or something like that, mm-hmm. or the shot clock was broken, something of that nature. And he said when the shot clock got within ten, somebody would just count down from like mm-hmm. or whatever out loud, and they counting mm-hmm. in Russian, and so yeah. he the point guard and can't understand what like what the clock is, how much time you got left. And I was like, boy, that's crazy. Cause I know you, especially being a point guard, I know you was like, bro, like, and you talking about an unfair advantage. So, like, everybody <laughs> else know what, how much time on the clock, and I don't. Like, that's crazy. Bro, I'm telling you, it's tricky over there. It's tricky. And it's like, even, like, on the basketball standpoint, you got to deal with the fans. And it's like. European fans and, and the American fans is two different types of fans. Like these are two different type. These are fans that's like, 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 oh, Horton, can I take a picture? And then when it's in a the game, they making monkey sounds, or you going and they throwing a penny at you, they throwing coins on the floor because you beating a team, or you go and you look on your shoulder and it's like. It spit on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's certain stuff like, yeah, it's fun, but it's also like certain stuff that you just is like, this is this is not basketball. Like, this is crazy. Like, I look on my shoulder and I I hear F.U. Horton and I feel something hit my shoulder and it's a hoogie on my shoulder. I go to my coach. I'm like, coach, do you see this? He like, Zay is Europe. You just have to play through it. I'm like, coach, I'm not used to this. Spitting on me? Oh, no. Spits? Like, I'm like, coach, you see this, right? Like, this is spit. Like, and he's like, yeah, Zay, but you can't, you can't do nothing because coaches is watching, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, once you get a bad rep, that mess up your money. So it's like, now I got to be a bigger person. I can't even, I can't even act no way. And then I don't got the referees with me, so they not going to say nothing. So it's like, man, I'm telling you, bro, it's it's political, bro. Like, I never knew basketball can be so political. Like, overseas is political. Mm. That's true. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Oh, no, I'm ready for that one. That's tough. Boy, I'm mm. telling you. But this is only my experience. Like, other people, like, I got other people that I know, they never went through stuff like this. So, like, you know what I'm saying? But I was in Southern, like, Europe. So, like, 
I was in the Balkans, so it's like they don't care. They throwing stuff on the floor. A referee make a bad call. They throwing stuff. They throwing bottles. Anything they can get on their hand, they coming on the floor. Don't let it be no chair. They they chunking it. Everything. Like, it's like, so like stuff like that. I'm like, wow, like this is a culture shock. Like I'm not used to this. So like my first year, everything was closed. We couldn't have fans. My second year is wide open. It's wide. It's packed house. They got fireworks in the building. It's smoke. You, you dribbling the ball up the floor, and I'm looking, and it's like, I'm in here like, bro, is it my contacts? Like, am my eyes falling? Like, what's going? It's smoke everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just different stuff, like atmosphere that you got to deal with on the court as well as like off the court. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, it's wild like that over there, bro. They have like yeah. uh, sparks and stuff going on in the arena. I'm just like, this ain't soccer, bro. Like, y'all can't have this inside of arena, man. Like, it's cool outdoors with the outdoor arena and stuff, but in inside, like, it's wild over there. They don't care. They do not care. Reckless, boy. That's crazy. Like, oof, that's crazy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they do not care over there. Yeah. It's, it's beyond passion with them, bro. Like it's it's something yeah. else with them, man. It, it's different. That's crazy. It's what it is. <laughs> they take they take their sport serious over there. Like mm-hmm. they take it dead serious over there. Man, so mm-hmm. mentioned that you know you you just signed with another team. So uh, so just talk about like you know your next step and like. Are things improving for you? Are things getting mm-hmm. better? It's like you talked about, you know, you're making a little more money and things like that. So, so tell us about what's next for Zay. Man, I'm just trying to move up, man. I'm trying to get some of this easy money. It's too many people over here that I see that's robbing them over there. And it's like, I got to get, get some of this free money. I got to. So my plan is every year move up. Money wise, league wise, I'm trying to get to the highest league that I can possibly make. That's that's what I'm pushing myself for. Like, if I can get to the top European league, I can get to the NBA. Anything, anything possible. I'm trying to get to the highest league possible. So where, when I'm done playing, I can be like, I did everything I could to get to the highest league. I got to see the world. I enjoyed everything that I did. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't get to leave the United States. Yeah, they go on a, a cruise to the Bahamas and Costa Rica, Mexico. But I'm talking about a lot of people don't go get to see Greece or get to see Israel, Turkey, or Germany. Or no, they never get to see that. So, man, my my biggest thing, man, is just keep improving every year and, like, the sky's the limit. So, however high I get, that's what I'm reaching for. Like I said, it's a guy that I know that played in Israel. And he was making 15K a month. And it's just like he go and on top of that, he came, he played from January to May. He went up there and got a quick 70, 80 and went back to the house. And it's like when you start getting them tax brackets, that's that's a game changer. In the summertime, you ain't working no job. This straight basketball. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that's my biggest goal, man, is trying to get to the highest league possible, make the most money I can possibly make while I can. Because at the end of the day, my knees going to stop working eventually. Knees ain't going to be able to do the same stuff I can do. So if I'm going to use them, I might as well go and try to make the most of them while I got them. Mm. We all got to put the ball down Sunday. Hey, exactly. Mm. But, man, so we getting down to about the last few questions. Mm. But um, so – out of all of everything you've done so far, all the years you've been playing, uh, you know, from high school to college to pro, everything, what is one of your biggest lessons you could say basketball taught you? Or probably the biggest lesson you could say basketball has taught you up until this point about life in general? Probably, probably believing in yourself. When stuff ain't going good, whether it's basketball, whether it's life, like when you're in a slump, you just got to keep pushing. You can't put your head down. You got to keep pushing. You got to try to keep moving forward. Yeah, you're going to take steps back in basketball. You might have, might not have a good game. You might go through a slump where you have four or five bad games. 
Same thing in real life. You're not going to have a great day every day. Life going to hit you. People going to leave here. You're going to have certain situations as a part of growing up. So I think keeping my head to keep moving forward, I think that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest lesson I taught. Regardless of whatever goes on, whatever happens, basketball, outside of life, keeping your confidence and trying to move forward. Because at the end of the day, the only person that got you is you. The only person that can mot really motivate you is you. Yeah, people can go and be like, yeah, you need to do this. You really, But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to do it and you're not willing to motivate yourself, it's not going to work. So I think the big, that was my biggest lesson. Like basketball taught me even just like to carry on off the court, like confidence in yourself and pushing yourself, having motivation, having the self-motivation to do it for yourself. How do you stay motivated for you personally? Me? I try to stay motivated all the time. I'm not going to lie to you. I play everything as a chip on my shoulder. So I always feel like I got something to prove, whether it's like in the weight room or it's even stuff I don't want to do. It's like, man, I really don't want to do it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I really don't want to do it. That's even like now I've been trying to push myself to like run a mile every day. I really don't want, I really don't want to do it. But here lately I've been doing it. So it's like, it's like, all right, I got to put in my head, like, this going to pay off one day. So this mile, I might go in. I'm, I'm running this mile every day. Now I, I get to training camp, and I'm ahead of everybody. So now it look good on me. I ain't been at home just enjoying myself, going out all the time. You know what I'm saying? I've been really, like, putting in work. So, like, I have to stay motivated. And at the end of the day, somebody always better than you. I'm trying to catch everybody. At the end of the day, it don't matter where I go. I can go on social media. I can go to another city to a gym, it's always going to be somebody in there that's better than you. And like my granddad said, if you're the best person in that gym, you need to go somewhere else where you're not the best person. And when you not the when you become the best player in there, you need to go somewhere else where you're not the best player. And you just keep working. Same thing. He's like, if you if you in a room and you're the smartest person, you're in the wrong room. You need to go to another room with somebody else smarter than you so you can learn something else. You know what I'm saying? So that's been my biggest thing motive really were motivating myself like i'm like i gotta do it i gotta do it for me because at the end of the day it's gonna pay off for me and if i don't do it i'm gonna look back at myself and like man i played around i should have did it it's on me i can't blame nobody but myself so i gotta stay motivated you know what i'm saying even like i got a younger brother he watches my every move i promise you like People be saying, like, he be watching, like, he really be watching what I do. So that helped motivate me, too. It's like, if I'm sitting right here and I'm in the gym and I'm like, nah, I ain't going to go today. My back hurting. When it comes time for him and I'm like, you need to get in the gym. I He not going to listen to me because it's like, when he get to hurting, he don't want to go to the gym because I ain't go to the gym. Hmm. So I think that's my biggest, like, thing that keep me going. Mm. Mm. I respect that, man. Because a lot of people don't don't even fight to find to find their motivation, and when they do find a little bit of it, they just still kind of give up on it. Not a strong enough motivator. So, mm. yeah, I respect that, man. Um, my final question for you is, man, if you had to shout somebody out right here, man, it can be a coach, a player you play with or against, just anybody, a trainer, whatever. Somebody that you feel is a little underrated and deserves some love right here, man, because they don't get the recognition they deserve. So uh, if you could shout anybody out right here, man, who would show some love to? Like basketball-wise or just like in general? Uh, Give me one of each. All right. In general, I can't uh, – outside of basketball, I can't really give you one person. But I'm going to just say everybody in my inner circle, so like my family, my friends, like shout out to all of them because, like, they real ones. They keep me motivated, even when I'm overseas. And it's like, man, I'm homesick. You know what I'm saying? Every time I call, they answer the phone. My friends, family, that's my biggest thing outside of, of basketball. Um, as far as basketball, I really got two. But mm -hmm. shout out to Carl, Carl Ivey, grad assistant at Columbus State. Man. <laughs> He motivate me every day. I promise you, I kid you not. It's always something that he say I can't do, and I got to prove him wrong. I got to prove him wrong every time. And it's like, 
I didn't got to the point was he do certain stuff to get under my skin just to make me do it. And like I said, I work out with him every day, like weight room, shooting every day since I've been here the whole summer every day. Him and uh, a guy named Cody that run detailed training. Shouts out to him because uh, my COVID summer when I was at home, he pushed me the whole summer to stay in the gym, stay in the gym, stay in the gym, stay in the gym. Literally, like, there was no gyms open. He was the only person that got a gym open, literally, for just pros to work out, literally. So shout out to him, Cody from Detail Training. Shout out to Carl Ivy, grad assistant at Columbus State, basketball-wise. Man, shout out to Carl, man. Hey, man, my boy, man. Hey, Carl, out here training pros, man. I tell him hey. all the time. Hey, Carl, my man, I ain't never really mentioned on him, but Carl trains me more than anybody now. Like here at Columbus State, like I, I get over Carl every morning. And when school was in, we we used to work out in the morning, and I used to go to eat lunch and then come back and practice. So I'm getting two days in with just Carl, like me, him, and like Hunt. And like something like now that some you know him and uh, Zay get in and stuff, I might get in with them. So, call out here training pros. So, hey, price is going up, man. I gotta I gotta let my shop way out, man. Tell me. <laughs> but man, so this would be my final question for you. So, uh, before I before I met you, met you, you know, I, I knew who you mm -hmm. were, but just before you came home and stuff, mm -hmm. there was a story that uh. You know, I, I, our boy Ant told me when mm -hmm. I was playing with him my first year here, he said mm -hmm. when all conferences came out mm -hmm. and, you know, because uh, for those who don't know, all conference selections and all that come out, like right when the regular season ends, you know, all the mm -hmm. all conference selections, all the awards, you know, MVP, defense player, the all that comes out right after the regular season is over before the playoffs start because they give you the award at the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So he tells me, you was not named to the first or second team all conference. Mm -hmm. And like they have a little video that comes out to let everybody know what you know who named what. Mm -hmm. They say, or he tells me that you watched that video back like a thousand times. Like of you not being on it and another guy like you felt like didn't deserve it being named all conference or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he says you watched it back, you will watch the video. And then when it's over, you'll just like press the line back and watch it all over again. Mm -hmm. It is true. Yeah, this is definitely true. My my senior year, my senior year, I was going in averaging like sixteen and like eight somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's no way I don't get first team. I end up getting second team. So I'm like, there's no way I get first. I there's no way I don't get first team. Like there's no way. Like I don't care who you put. On that first team, I got to be on there. So we get to the banquet, boom, we in Lander. And Ant is my, my roommate because when I – like I'm saying, Ant was my boy, like best friend, like his son. He had class. I got little Jam. He in my room, you know what I'm saying? And this is when Jam was like this big, like hey. baby, like newborn. Like he still like got to be burnt, you know what I'm saying? So like that was my boy. So we roommates on the road, and it's like – they like they call out third team. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I knew I wasn't getting that. They call out second team. So I'm like, I'm thinking they done. I'm like, you feel what I'm saying? I didn't set up in my seat. I'm like, oh yeah, I got first team for sure. They like, oh, we got one person, one finalist on second team that's here. So I'm sitting in my seat. I'm like, ain't no way. They say Landrus Horton, second team. I'm like, at that point, I get heated. I walk up, I take my picture with the second team. As soon as I get it, I set my trophy down. I didn't I didn't even look at it the rest of the night. So then after the, the banquet over, they put out the first the first team. So now I'm looking at it. And I'm looking at the stats and I'm like, eight points, four rebounds, first team. Ooh. Nine points, three rebounds, two sit, uh, two assists, first team. Hmm. So now I'm in a hotel. Now remind you, I told you earlier, we're in a motel, so I'm already hot about that. Now you, now you just disrespected us, like we ain't supposed to be here. I'm in the bed, and Ann was my roommate. So I kid you not, had it on full blast. I watched the whole banquet over. I can't tell you how many times I watched that video. I can tell you word for word what the announcer said. 
that's how many times I watched it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, tomorrow. Because the thing is, they had the Pembroke had two people that was first team. I'm like, oh, tomorrow they're going to feel me. They're going to see why I should have been on this first team. Put them out. Holler at y'all. Get out of here. First team? This is y'all. This is who y'all pick for first. Get out of here. <laughs> Championship game. Same thing. I'm locked in. Get out of here. Ended up getting all tournament team. I would have got MVP Woodle. Mm. You muted. You muted. Zay, you're muted. <laughs> You hear me? Yeah. People keep calling me, bro. People keep calling me. But nah, that's that that story definitely true. I definitely can't tell you how many times I watched that. And like Ant was trying to talk to me. I'm like, bro, just quit talking to me. Leave me alone. Like, leave me alone. I don't feel like talking. Leave me alone. And you know how Ant is. Like, bro, ain't even do nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know how Ant is. Yeah, bro. You mad at me, bro. I ain't do nothing to you. I'm like, bro, just leave me alone, bro. I'm not in the mood. Like, just leave me alone. But yeah, that was that's that's definitely true. Definitely a true story. Man, Aunt told me that story. Like it was it was it reminded me so much of like a Kobe story. Like, you know how like Kobe Kobe had them stories. It was like like oh I he I walked in the gym at four thirty in the morning, he was already in there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, it was one of them stories. I'm like, man, they ain't really do that, bro. Uh, <laughs> nah, that's dead serious. No, nah, that's dead serious. That is dead serious. I fell asleep watching. I fell asleep watching. I was hot. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. But I just had to confirm, like, did, did this really happen? He said you you yeah, got yeah. in there the next day and you was like going at buddy that had first team. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> like I said, Nelson, I play with a chip on my shoulder, and I'm talking to you the whole time. Oh, you first team? Oh, you first team? Oh yeah, okay, okay. I'm gonna show you why you should have been first team. Yeah, well, I'm, at, I'm at your neck the whole time. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't blame you though. I do not blame you because I feel that like you just want some of some about those guys that's like you once you feel disrespected, about certain, but especially like by another player, it's like, oh, okay. Now it's like, oh, so now I'm taking this personal. Yeah. Like, oh, I was talking crazy, Nelson. I'm talking, I'm hitting threes, I'm talking to the bench. Oh, this first team. This ooh, hey, that was man, that was that was the best game I ever had in my life. I swear to God, I ended up being a game winner. That was a boy, that was a good day, man. I can't even lie. <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> hey, that was a great day for me. Hey, boy, that's something I think about now. Now that I won Defensive Player of the Year, but mm-hmm. I still have a whole another year to play. Cause mm-hmm. like I, I got my respect around the league. I can honestly mm-hmm. say. Like, guys know about me, you know, the shot blocking and stuff like that. Like, and, you know, guys kind of give me that respect. But, like, now that I – like, I still got another year to play. So, now mm-hmm. I'm in that 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 space of, like, can't he, like, back it up? Like, because not, not, mm-hmm. now it's known. You know, it's one mm-hmm. thing to come out of nowhere and, you know, you shot the world or whatever. But then, like, once you get that defensive player of the year or that player of the year or that first team all-conference, now it's like you on everybody's scouting point. Like, yeah, hey, definitely. first team all-conference. Hey, this defensive player of the year. So it's a big thing for me now that like I can't go, go into next season and let nobody be like, oh, this defensive player of the year. Oh, he's supposed to be the best defender in the league. And like they Definitely. giving me buckets or something. I, I That's what I'm saying, bro. You head. gotta stay motivated, bro. You gotta you gotta keep that chip on your shoulder. Cause if it's me, I get defensive player of the year, I'm talking. Yeah, this why. This why. Oh yeah, this why I'm defensive. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Like, oh, I can't wait. To, I, trust me, I can't wait to use that one. Yeah, like, somebody go at me, I lock up. Oh, you must don't know who, who this is, I'm, boy. I'm telling you. Once you get that going, I'm telling you, man, that changed your game. That take it to a whole nother level. <laughs> man, that's crazy. But but uh, that's it for me on the questions. Uh, B, you got anything else you want to ask our boy? Now, nah, that's it, man. I really appreciate you hopping on, man. Uh, uh, most definitely, lot, bro. bro. Yeah, most definitely. I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, 
doubt, yeah. bro. But, man, that'll do it for another episode of the B-Ball Jones Podcast, man. We hope y'all enjoyed it. This has just been a good a good interview with our, our, my good friend, Zay Horn, man. One of the first pros I ever met. Really, I can say the first pro I really can say I, can, I really became friends with. So, like, you know, it's just I, I find it real special that, you know, I got to get you on here for real. You the first. I'm down. You the first. Uh, I want to say this is the first player we interview, right? Because everybody else been like coaches and former players and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. So you you the first current basketball player we interviewed. So I'm glad it got to be yeah, for sure, my boy. Man, for so sure. uh, you got social media? Go ahead. You shout. You can shout out your social media right here if you want to do that. Yeah, man. Follow me at Zay Horton on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook, Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Snapchat. Everything the same. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh. Follow my boy Zay on all, all, all his platforms at Zay Horn. That's Z A E Horn. So uh, y'all, you know, go, go show them some love. Let them know that you watch the podcast and and you know uh, follow him over there. But uh, uh-huh. there we go. We threw you up on the screen just so you can never the jam. For <laughs> sure. Oh, y'all professional over here. Okay, like <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, be sure to follow my, uh, my boy on, on uh, IG and Twitter at Zayhorn, man. Appreciate y'all for doing that. But that does it for us, man. Be sure to follow, uh, like, and subscribe on the podcast. Comment, let us know what you think. Uh, you can comment and let us know any kind of questions you got for Zay. I get it to him. We hoop every day. So I ask him for y'all. But uh, be sure to follow Brian on all social medias at Bball Jones. That's B E Ball Jones on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and on TikTok, so be sure to give him a follow over there. And then you can follow me at NellyH34 on Twitter and Nelson.Haskin on IG, and just follow me at my name on Facebook. And we like to keep the conversation going over there, so be sure to do that for us. But uh, that does it for us once again, man. We appreciate y'all for listening. We hope y'all enjoyed it. And without further ado, man, we out. Peace.